Welcome to Asked and Answered, the podcast series that answers all your missions-related questions. With me in the studio today are Ron and Karis. Welcome back, guys. Hi, Joy. Hi, Joy. Hi, so today I have a question for you, Ron, about bond servants. I know in the past um, we've actually done a podcast about them, but I'm wondering if you can give us some more information about what a bond servant is or whatever's on your mind. One day I was sitting down, I was thinking about the bond servant issue, and I started to ask the Lord to show me from all the contacts that I have overseas with the national workers, various cultures, various times, um, sort of what are some of the items that I could list off that would describe what a bond servant is like. And and I came up with six of them. I was surprised. Um, um, I'm not usually that um, smart uh, <laughs> enough to, to come up with these. But these were these were rather good, I thought. So here we go. Number one, a bond servant has no name and doesn't desire to have notoriety. His sole or her sole goal and function is is to obey the commands of the master. So now, if you go back, and if you look at little portions of the Bible, the Tower of Babel, okay, long, long time ago, they wanted to build this big edifice. Why? Because we, it says there, we will make a name for ourselves. In other words, they wanted notoriety. They wanted to be noticed. And this is something that a bondservant does not want to do. Around the world, when we go and we look at these operations where the church is growing so quickly and so widely, you've got almost invisible servants of God, pastors, church planters, evangelists. They're almost invisible. And they're out there preaching the word of God. And Jesus is lifted up, but it's not them. And the notoriety is not there. They are humble. They, when, when you talk to them many, many times, um, they put their heads down. In other words, not to draw attention to themselves. And so they'll just be uh, looking down at the ground. That shows me something. And this is one of the bond servant characteristics that we have and we know from history. That's how slaves in the Roman Empire time were treated. They didn't even have a name. They had a number. Um, they had uh, you over there. And that's the way the bondservant doesn't react to that, doesn't want to be noticed, doesn't want to build a big empire or a building to stand on to say, look at me. No, this is the invisibility factor within a bondservant. You mentioned uh, talking to our partners, and um, it, quite often it's almost like you have to really pull the stories out of them because they're afraid of it coming across like they're bragging about what they did, um, as opposed to... Everybody else who, if something happens, they, they're eager to tell their story of yeah. what happened to me. Yeah, you know? I know. It's, and that's the problem. Um, a Westerner's approach is, how can I fit into this story? And the national churches around the world as a whole say, how can I take myself out of this story? Mm-hmm. And we notice that we'll be sitting around talking to these guys, and many, many times they will stop and say, no, I didn't do this. <laughs> uh, it was that brother over there, or they prayed over here. They will pull themselves back. They don't want to be noticed. Yeah. And that is really impressive. Um, number two, a bondservant has all his needs met by his master to fulfill the master's bidding. Needs are food, clothes, and shelter. Luxuries are granted, yes, but they're almost like gifts to show love. And that is something that we have to go back to Philippians 4.19, the verse that everybody uh, 
memorizes, God shall supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. And he does. He gives us with the food, the clothes, the shelter, all those necessities of life we have. And then he piles on top of that the extras. And this is what a bond servant does. He doesn't request the extras. We take for granted many times over here the fact that we have our needs and we've got food, we've got this, we've got that, all that stuff. Overseas, the needs are what everybody centers on. And all these pastors say, we have enough food, thank you. We have shelter, this is good. We really appreciate it, thank you. And they look up to the Lord of saying, all my needs have been met, that's all my expectations are. And that is impressive because that's what a bond servant does. Three, a bond servant does not complain about injustices perpetrated on them. In other words, it says in Romans 12, 19, never avenge yourselves, leave it to the wrath of God, which seems awfully harsh, but at the same time, the, the point is taken, sort of like, don't fight for yourselves. You don't have to avenge anything. You are a bond servant. You will suffer injustices. People will not understand you. Now, the immediate reaction for a believer and for a human being is to say, no, 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 I didn't do that. You know, I'm going to fight back, etc." But the Lord says, no, don't fight back. You're going to have bad things said about you, the injustices, everything of that nature. Don't fight back. It's not personal. And therefore, that sort of attitude, not complaining, is really significant in all of our workers overseas. I had this one fellow. He went to jail uh, in India. And he came in and he gave his testimony. I still remember this fellow. And he came in and gave his testimony, et cetera, et cetera. And he was, he was wrongfully accused, wrongfully imprisoned, wrongfully beaten. He was, he was at the top of the list of injustices. And when we talked to him about, are you bitter about this? Do you hold a grudge? No, no, I, I know this is part of being a Christian, and Jesus was misjudged and accused of wrongdoing and all these things, and I'm just following in his footsteps. So therefore, there's not this attitude of, I'm going to get my, my pound of flesh, I'm going to get my revenge on these people. No, it doesn't happen that way. Well, I would say most of the stories from our partners are just like that. Mm-hmm. So many of them, they, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. Bad things happen, and they just take it. Yeah, they yeah. They, they shrug it off yeah. almost and move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We personalize it and sort of say, my value and my worth is all around this reputation that I claim to have. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not true. Um, uh, our significance and our reputation is in Jesus. That's where it lies. Four, a bond servant operates most effectively when corrected and disciplined. It says in Proverbs 15, 32, the one who heeds correction gains understanding. And this is what they anticipate overseas. When you look at a pastor or a Christian or a leader or an elder or whatever like that, they're going to walk through life. They're not scared to walk through life, but God's going to move them and maybe give them a swat on the bum every (laughs) once in a while or a slap on the back of the head or one of these sort of things. And they don't take it wrongly or or, or, or they, they don't think that God's personally they don't think that God's mad at them they just think no I made a mistake there he doesn't want me to do that the master does not want me to do that therefore I will change and then the master comes again and says to the slave don't do it this way 
okay, I'll do it this way. In other words, the correction brings them into line and they appreciate it. And that is a total different thing. Today, we'll call our union rep and get uh, get somebody, a grievance lodged with somebody over something. And that is not the way it is back then. That's definitely the difficult one on your list so far is accepting <laughs> correction and discipline. I would think that that is uh, hard for just about everybody. Well, but- it's not common in our culture. No. And the, the other interesting thing is that quite often we pray for direction, guide my steps, show me where I'm, what I'm supposed to do. But any type of discipline or correction to guide our steps, yeah. and we're, we take offense. We, it feels like failure, yeah. and failure well, never yeah. feels good. We become defensive oh, yeah. over so many things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, again, it's that outward image of how, what we project to others. We want to be known as being perfect in ourselves, mm-hmm. realizing the fact overseas that they say all the time, no, we are not perfect. We know this. We need correction. And we thank the Lord for doing it. And therefore, the mild correction is really helpful to them mm-hmm. in their ministries so that they know how to grow. Fifth one, a bond servant has no long-term plans or agenda of their own. They function on an hour-to-hour, day-to-day basis, reacting immediately to fulfill the master's will. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Never mind. This is the more difficult one. (laughs) (laughs) Isaiah 6, 8 says this, And I heard the voice of the Lord, the master, saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Send me. Send me. Send me. And this is what... Isaiah was basically saying it was that eagerness to do the master's bidding. And the bondservant doesn't have plans. He's just sitting there waiting for the master to say, go and do this, yes, sir. Or do this, yes, sir. That master knows what to do. We are the servant, and we will react immediately. Not argue about it, not try to debate it, but just obey. Hard one. It is hard because, you know, not having a plan, not not necessarily not having a plan, but not knowing your every step is difficult, right? Because exactly. a lot of us are planners. We want to know what's going to happen. I know. Or and some sense of it. Well, we want to work it out ourselves. We have yeah. an agenda. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best thing to say. And our agenda is, in our eyes, the right thing to push ahead Well, for. especially if we're prayerful and asking God for wisdom, <laughs> well, then we can tend to think, okay, we're, we're good. Sometimes we, we, we want to look at the future and we're going to go there in a certain way and we've, we've organized it, we've planned it, we've got our hearts set on it, we've done everything that we could to make it work, then it doesn't work. <laughs> and we just sit back and we say, okay, what went wrong? Who did this to me? And it's almost like saying, okay, it didn't work. The Lord didn't want me to do that. That's fine. And we move on. And the emotional part of it is the fact that we feel crushed Mm -hmm. because our plans weren't the Lord's plans. We feel crushed. But we move on. A bondservant then shrugs it off and says, no, hour to hour, day to day, I will follow immediately. The last one. A Roman slave was often branded as a sign of ownership. And we can go back to the wild, wild west. I don't even know they do this today on the, in the areas the where they have cattle, <laughs> where they will get a branding iron and brand. I don't know. But uh, I know there are tags now that they put on the ears of cattle and something like that. Well, let's just use the branding as, as an example. A Roman slave was often branded 
as a sign of ownership, actually branded like a cow. A bondservant of Jesus has an invisible mark. We stand apart. We are noticed. We are identifiable by the fact that we have Jesus living within us. And again, that goes to something else we talked about one other time, Joy, and that was what would Jesus do? Well, that little t- that little arm bracelet that they right. used to wear. Yeah. Now it's sort of like, what would Jesus be like? Yeah. And that is our identifying mark. Uh, it says in Revelation nine four that the mark of God was on their foreheads. Uh, Antichrist has a mark on the right hand forehead, etc. And God says, "No, I've got my own mark." I've got my own mark. They will look different. They will act different. Everybody will know that they're Christians. They will be the ones that stand out in the crowd. We will be noticeable because of what we are, who we are, how we act, all of those things. We will be branded. As a Roman slave was branded, we are branded as believers. And all of these things are noticeable, shall we say, when we go overseas with these folks around the world. Western culture seems to be absolutely diametrically opposed to even the concept of being a bondservant. Mm -hmm. This is the most difficult teaching that probably I do because over in the other parts of the world, no, bondservant, it's noticeable. We can see it. All these factors and characteristics stand out. In the West, we fight this one more than anything else because we fight servitude. We mm-hmm. don't want to put ourselves under anyone else. It's almost mm-hmm. offensive to, oh. to think that we should. Oh, exactly. We, yeah. we, there, there, are whole, there, there are whole organizations and um, charities that are set up to try to fight against this. Mm-hmm. And we call it slavery. And we can't be that. We've got to do our own thing in our own way. A Christian's got to have a real alteration in their mind, in their thinking, when they become a believer, to leave the world's approach, the Western world's approach on this, and come over to a biblical model of saying, I willingly want to follow Jesus as a bondservant. And these are the things. I don't have a name. I'm, 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 I'm going to be branded. I'm going to look differently. I'm going to have all my needs met. I'm not going to complain. If people speak badly about me, I'm not going to fight back. All of these characteristics are countercultural. Yeah. And this is a big one for Christians today in the West to try to come and fall in line with the teaching of a bondservant. Well, thank you, Ron. This is, I think it's going to be difficult for many people to hear and also apply to their lives. But I know that as an organization, Empower Ministries, right in our core values, we state that we strive to lose our identity. And um, again, thank you for this. Did you know that on our website, rompierce.org, we have podcasts, teachings, devotionals, situation reports, and so much more. For more information, please visit rompierce.org.